Hey guys, welcome to Tuesday. It is Monday's Hangover. We'll get to some stuff that we did not get to yesterday, but we'll get to some stuff that we weren't even thinking about. I Actually, there's so much stuff, I don't know where to start from. Um, Chinese hospitals are overwhelmed. Are we, we got a whole other thing coming. What is this, pneumonia that they got running rampant? That's what I heard. Pneumonia of some sort, which I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm assuming it's probably pneumonia. We did. I don't know. It's the winter. <laughs> we get sick every winter. We get, I don't know why we started doing this now. Yeah, everything is always a pandemic, right? Yeah. Okay, so let me let me tell you my thoughts on that deal. Um, actually, let's just just to do it. I, I want to get into my philosophy of what's going on. Uh, play clip number one if you got it pulled up there, George. That's a hospital there in China. Absolutely, just looks like the airport at Christmas time. Honestly. Uh, Everybody masked up. Everybody going through there. Apparently, everybody's. Well, I mean, I got to give it to them. At least they're not, you know, welding them into their apartments. Uh, they're actually out in public. There's no video of them dropping dead. You remember those videos prior to COVID hitting here? The video of the guy falling on his face and yeah, just, just alleged, dying. Yeah, <laughs> those ones ruled. Yeah. To be honest, Hulk. that's when the pandemic was still fun. When people were literally <laughs> falling over dead. That's when I was like, oh, man, this is going to get wild. People are dying on their feet. Well, you know, back then, I used to warn everybody. I was like, you know, because here's what I warned everybody a few years ago. And we were in the other studio next door. That's back when we had the, the, the bar and Party Foul Steve was on the show and all that. And, you know, Party Foul Steve used to always say, listen, when they start burning bodies in the street, I'll be concerned. And I said, I, I appreciate that uh, optimistic enthusiasm, but. Um, my problem with that is you got to watch out because at the time we didn't know what was coming, but I knew it was coming from China. And I caught a lot of shit because I said it was coming from China. Now we know it was coming from China because, again, on this show, I'm always right. But it, long before anybody said this thing, it was manufactured in a lab. It was created and it's going to come from China. So there's no telling what they're about to unleash. I even have a truck video on social media where I was saying the same thing. So just, and again, people say, Chad, how are you always so right? And it's like, because I know human nature and people are scum. And the Chinese, uh, Chinese government's the scummiest of the scum. So here's an interesting concept. Like they're gonna, like these are all trial runs for other things. So let me explain what I mean by that. You remember when everybody got COVID, they shut everybody down, they put you in your house, they quarantined you six foot, you know, safe distance, hugging through the plastic, kids on, you know, behind plexiglass, Zoom calls, all the stuff, destroyed businesses. You remember this fiasco that happened for, you know, the space of two and a half, almost three years. Everybody masked up. And then they came out with this whole uh, vaccine deal, which was, um, I, I posted a video the other day talking about Dolly Parton because everybody's, oh, Dolly Parton. And five times August, our buddy Brad Skistimus called her out and said, listen, Dolly Parton is, don't forget that Dolly Parton is the one who went out and got the jab on TV and told everybody that wasn't wanting to get the jab that they were uh, cowards, quote, and chicken squat, quote. And she also donated a million dollars to Vanderbilt Medical Center uh, specifically earmarked for the development of the Moderna vaccine. 
And, uh, yeah, I understand that she's an icon. I understand that everybody loves Dolly Parton. She is small and cute and peppy. But that doesn't excuse you from... And, again, you can donate your money to any damn thing you want to donate it to. But when people refuse to get a medical procedure, you don't just turn around and call them chicken squat, (laughs) which is the Dolly Parton East Tennessee version of calling people chicken shit. And we made a video the other day about it. Brad actually had, there was, they did an article about what his tweet was about in Newsweek. And the question is, Dolly, now that you know that people are being injured, why don't you donate a million dollars to help them? Uh, Put your money where your mouth is. You were wrong. Because again, there's no such thing as a universal medical procedure for everybody. And I said in the video that I made that, you know, you're putting something in your body that now becomes a part of your DNA. And, of course, independent fact checkers are saying it doesn't cause birth defects and it doesn't alter your DNA. Well, I didn't say anything about birth defects or anything else. And I didn't say anything about altering your DNA. I said, you're just putting it in your body. It's becoming a part of you. It's a part of you. And you know what? That's, that's actually provable. That's not a, f- that's not a false deal. Um, and everybody's like, what are you, a medical expert? Yes, actually. Let's go ahead and say yes. And um, I also have common sense to know that if I take a certain blood pressure medicine and you need blood pressure medicine, there's a good chance that the blood pressure medicine I take won't be good for you because there's no such thing as universal health care in the sense, or I should say universal treatment where everything works for everybody. It's cookie cutter. So they ran the experiments with COVID. We're going to see them do it again with what's going on in China here. If they can lock you down and control you and get you to a point where they're putting medicine in you, then uh, what we got into was you, you had to have a vaccine passport. So if you want to go to a concert, go out and be a part of general public. They were highly encouraging you to be able to prove your vaccination status. Again, back to these musical icons, it's amazing to me that they said, if you want to go to a concert, you got to have a proof of vaccine. But now they're not doing that anymore? I don't understand. I mean, where, where are you guys? Why, why, don't, why aren't these rock and roll guys bucking the system? I mean, weren't they anti-government, anti-big government, anti-big you know, pharma, big money, big banks, big all these different things? And then they were bowing down to all of them. I mean, all these rock, you know, D. Snyder, Gene Simmons, you know, the list goes on of all these people rage against the machine they actually rage against the machine actually embraced the freaking machine you know and and now we're calling them out on it saying why aren't you enforcing that stuff anymore why did it matter a year ago it doesn't matter now explain to us what's going on why the hypocrisy but they they control us now here's where i want to get to the crux of the matter enter the world of um central banking and AI, okay? Two things that are very, very dangerous. AI is creating a reality. Uh, Sports Illustrated just got in trouble for writing articles and attributing it to someone. They were AI generated. The author was AI generated too. Um, then you go to, so they're creating a reality that may, may not exist. But they're using it to control things. Then you have centralized banking where, let's say, um, Federal government controls a digital banking. You notice you go to a football game or anything like I did on Sunday. You can't give anybody cash anywhere. They don't do cash. Nothing does cash anymore. Everything's got to be, everybody's got those little card readers. So, but let's say we get to a point very soon 
where there's digital currency and that's all you can use. Um, they control what's in your account and they, you know, maybe they send you a memo that says, all right, you got $200 in your account. You have to spend that to stay under your quota by next week or we'll penalize you in some way. They control it. You have nothing of any value. What if you take that AI and centralized banking stuff and you start applying it to what we just went through with the COVID and the pandemic and maybe what's coming out of China right now? And now they start controlling you and what you do in your medical um, medical treatments with those technologies. So in other words, if you don't get a vaccination or a booster, then they can control your money. They can basically shut down your bank account until you do those things. You've got, they can coerce you. Or let's say AI starts, they replace your doctor with AI. What happens when you go into the medical clinic and they ask you to type in your symptoms and now AI is going to choose a diagnosis and a prescription for a treatment plan for what's going to be done for you. I think we're headed to that. Like, I think that's where we're going to go. Because again, they're going, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that the medical field is just immediately going to be replaced like a worker at McDonald's get replaced with a digital keyboard. We're seeing that across the globe. But I do believe that they're going to get it to a point where now you have artificial intelligence determining what you do for medical treatment. That's If you can't see between the lines on that of how dangerous some stuff like that is, um, the idea that there are people out there who are still defending big banking systems, big government, big pharma, uh, big science, big warfare, all of these big things that seem to make the world go around. Because again, all of those things lead to big money. The fact that there are still human beings out there, Americans who are supposed to be free, I don't care if you're right-leaning, left-leaning, progressive, conservative. I don't care if you're a zealot on either side. If you think that's okay, then the brainwashing is complete. If you think that those big industries out there controlled by big money are supposed to be the dictators to how we live our lives, I can't help you because the brainwashing is complete. I mean, you have been 1984. You have been Orwelled. I mean, you can't recover from this. If you're defending that kind of stuff in that type of future, we're screwed. This idea that we can use technology or digital finance or medical practices like the you know, vaccines and the vaccine passport, all this stuff, to get to some form of a utopia, guys, <laughs> human beings will never live in a utopian society you will never eradicate the things that you say are bad we will not eradicate lust we will not eradicate murder we will not eradicate racism you will not eradicate hate you will not eradicate differences of opinions you will not eradicate these things you, you can't eradicate the things that kill us, our physical body, none of those things. You will not live in a glitter, farting, unicorn flying utopia ever. You know why? Because human beings are in it and human beings screw it up. 
and human beings are the ones who are putting the code into into the AI programming. And whether it's trying to get it to write a Facebook ad or diagnose brain cancer, humans will muck it up and they will put their evil influences and their evil bent into that code and it'll never work. We will. We're watching the creation, the origin story of our ultimate destruction. And it's at our own hands. It's at our own hands. So when you see mobs of people like that in, in a Chinese hospital and they're floating ships into New York Harbor because supposedly, you know, New York hospitals are being overrun and they're setting up triage in the streets. When you see that, their solution is reduction. They want to reduce how many people they're having to deal with on that. So you may, you may call me an evil apocalyptic conspiracy theorist. And yes, that's probably what I am at this point. But I don't trust human beings because human beings are evil and their, their evil nature leads to man's inhumanity to man. And I want to echo a sentiment uh, that I heard recently. Imagine if Mussolini or Hitler or Stalin had the access to the technology that we have today. You, you, let's let's say you're a Jew hiding from from the police, trying to get away from your captors, trying to avoid getting gassed in in the you know internment camps, the prison camps there in Auschwitz, and you go out and hide in the woods. Well, don't take your cell phone with you because they can triangulate your location right now and go in and find you. They can track you. Imagine the satellite technology of being able to see people and spy on people. We just talked about yesterday, AT&T and the federal government been listening to trillions of phone conversations every single year. They have your text messages. They, um, so imagine if these evil people bent towards destruction and di dictatorship Imagine if they had access to the technology we have right now, right now, bad. And if you think human nature somehow has gotten better in every way, you're wrong. It hasn't. Ah, uh, I had to preach a little bit there, boys. You know, I don't want full blown into the world. This is what I told Sarah Gonzalez last night. We went to dinner with some friends and I told Sarah, I said, you know, because I was going through the parking lot and I, people were crossing the street, you know, and I'll just tell you, this was the thing. I said, I, I don't <laughs> I don't want full-blown end of the world. I want just enough apocalypse to watch black women get in a hurry. Just enough. I want just enough. Just enough sky is falling to make those ladies get across the parking lot a little bit faster so I can get to my parking spot. It's a little hustle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to have to peel your shoe off the heel of your foot with my front tire. Yeah. But, like, could you please walk a little bit quicker <laughs> without the whole mm, and sense of entitlement that you got walking out of the restaurant to get to your vehicle? Like, I, I, think, I think society as a whole needs just enough apocalypse to kick our asses and remind us through some hard times that uh, we ain't as privileged as we freaking think. All right. I uh, got to go to break. Listen, there's a lot of stuff to be nervous about out there. Uh, and, you know, listen, we could talk about societal decay. We could talk about the apocalypse. We could talk about the end of the world. And gun sales, gun ownership through the roof. But you can't tell me that the people who are buying those guns know what the hell to do with those guns. It's great to be prepared. 
But if you don't know how to train with your gun, use your gun, in an emergency situation, you're probably going to wind up getting hurt or hurting the wrong person. So you need to train. It's time-consuming to train. It's expensive to go to the range. Ammo prices are through the roof. That's why iTarget Pro was invented. You can practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. You download the iTarget Pro app. You load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and you start training. You can practice by yourself. You can compete with others. You can safely train others, uh, your friends, family. And I'll help you with a 10% off deal when you go to itargetpro.com. You use offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad. Smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regiment. So get yours today. The letter I, targetpro.com. Offer code Chad. We'll be right back. All right. Let's, uh, let's go a little further into this um, dismal reality that we're headed towards. Play clip number two, please. If you think about the benefits of digital money, there are huge potential gains. It's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, you know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates. You could have, as I argue in my book, a potentially better and yeah, some people might see it or a darker world where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable. Yeah. What was it? You know, I could just almost hear people in the last segment while I was talking in my brain. I could hear people saying that won't ever happen. <laughs> okay. There's the world. Health. There, that's, there's the, yeah, there's, there you go right there. Uh, he just said it. So it's coming folks. It is coming. Listen, when you got the secretary of education that can't even quote, Ronald Reagan, an iconic quote. Actually, play clip number three. If you missed this, play this. This is we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, "We're from the government. We're here to help." <laughs> um, there's there are resources there. There's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Yeah, well, that's not what Ronald Reagan said. Uh, you know, the uh, what Ronald Reagan actually said was, you know, the nine scariest words you can hear is, I'm here from the government and, and I'm here to help. Um, yeah. So would you have, um, would you have the um, secretary of education who doesn't even know recent American history and a famous quote? Ah, it's pretty easy to think about not only revisionist history, but erasing history. And that's critical because that's the kind of thing that, uh, that leads to this, this dystopian nightmare that we're headed towards. People don't know their history. You know, listen, you know, we didn't really talk much about it last week, but when you have these TikTokers out there who are feeling sympathetic towards Osama bin Laden, empathetic, I should say, towards Osama bin Laden and his letter to America. Um, and, and you're going to go out there and say, you know, maybe that guy had some things right. How can a society proceed? I mean, anyway. Yeah, Ronald Reagan said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And that, yeah. Good God, dude, they got, I mean, they seriously need to just absolutely clean house i mean these, these these department heads these commission heads these agency heads they're ignorant absolutely ignorant 
My favorite, of course, you know, Pete Buttigieg, who has no clue what the hell he's doing as a transportation secretary. That in and of itself ought to be enough. All right. Did you see that deal, Brandon? I know you did. Um, where the kid goes to the Kansas City Chiefs game. <laughs> yeah. And they tried the dead spin journalist, quote, journalist, tried to uh, just absolutely ruin this kid. Yeah. By saying he was uh, engaged in blackface. See, th- <laughs> that's such a funny thing to accuse like a 10 year old of doing as though a 10 year old knows what blackface even is. Right. I yeah. mean, the kid, God bless him. He was so proud of his little costume there. I mean, give it to him on that headdress. And, and oh, and let me tell you something. If you ever if you're ever around a headdress, don't ever put that thing on and post a picture of yourself on social media. They come at you. It's insane. I mean, these people, they come at you with a religious fervor. How dare you? How dare you, you son of a... Anyway, um, but uh, they were taking pictures of the kid from one side. All you could see was the black, as you see in that image right there. Well, the other side of his face was red. Yeah, it's hilarious that a, a Deadspin, which is a sports website, yeah. doesn't know the colors of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Like, this This is almost worse than Covington to me. Like, I don't think it'll get as bad as Covington escalated to. But, like, there were 30,000 other people in that stadium. If he had been in blackface, I feel like somebody else would have noticed. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like he was um, – um, yeah. Uh, anyway. So what he said was uh, he said it takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. And I remember he's talking about a 10-year-old kid. Um, but on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and Native Americans at the same time. Um, of course, he put the blame on the boy's parents and uh, demanded that the league face accountability. While it isn't the league's responsibility to stop racism and hate from being taught in the home, they are a league that has relentlessly participated in prejudice. Here we go. <laughs> if the NFL... <laughs> it's if, so silly it's such a this shouldn't be a thing well it's just like colin kaepernick doing the video saying that this was modern day slavery yeah, <laughs> yeah 80 million dollar modern day yeah slavery. i don't think so <laughs> um but it again this guy says that the league is relentlessly participated relentlessly participated in prejudice if the nfl had outlawed the chop at chiefs games and been more aggressive in changing the team's name then we wouldn't be here just eradicate them totally from history let's don't honor or celebrate or recognize anything don't don't you dare have any fun at the expense of a native american i mean god forbid the florida state seminoles or the atlanta braves do the tomahawk chop at the time of a rally god forbid they send a guy out on a stallion at the beginning of a game to toss a spear down on the 50-yard line at a Florida State home game. God forbid the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, where are the Cleveland freaking Indians, dude? I mean, give me back my Washington Redskins. And I hope – I wish the Redskins would lose every freaking game. They're not the Washington Commanders. They're the Washington Redskins. They're not the Cleveland Guardians. That's gay. That's dumb. That sounds like, that sounds like a WNBA team. Cleveland Guardians. There it is. And while I got to admit, it ain't the gayest shit you've ever seen. It's real freaking gay. Uh, 
Anyway. I do love that that dude doubled down after people were like, "Oh, he did." Hey, you know the other half of his face was red, and he's like, "Well, well, then that just means he was doing double blackface." Like, what? Yeah, he's ten, dude. Like, what? I just I don't understand the point of doing this anymore. You look stupid. Well, and the dude's name is Karen Phillips, C A R R O N. Oh, I'm sure his pronouns are in his bio. And I would love to see what Karen, you know what I want to do? I'm going to look Karen Phillips up because I got an issue here. Uh-oh, I got a text message from my kids. They've discovered that another one of the kids got some money. So, so they probably want some. Um, so Karen J. Phillips, he's a black guy. Are we, are we allowed to say that? Um, we're allowed to admit that he's a black guy. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a black journalist. Again, that's questionable when you use the word journalist. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he said, for the idiots, why are you discriminating against dumb people, man? For the idiots in my mentions who are treating this as some harmless act because the other side of his face was painted red, I could make the argument that it makes it even worse. Y'all are the ones who hate Mexicans but wear sombreros on Cinco. <laughs> uh, FYI, Caron, Caron. <coughs> we also drink tequila, which has to be made in Mexico or else it's not tequila. So I, I don't know how much we hate Mexicans. I love them a lot. Um, for those pointing out that my argument was stupid, rest assured that I'm capable of making an even more stupid one if pushed. If pushed. Wow. I mean, uh, Libby Emmons, our friend with Post Millennial, she said, uh, this man ruins the life of some poor kid for the crime of wearing face paint at a football game, and he really thinks he's the good guy. Uh, our good friend Savannah Hernandez said our society is so soft and coddled that a 12-year-old with face paint on is enough to bring men like this to their knees. Oh, boy. Yeah, just ruin this young fan's life with your lying headline and misleading picture. It wasn't blackface, nor was it about race. It's about support for the team. Uh, I mean, the kid's celebrating. Uh, the kid's celebrating. The Chiefs. I don't think he was thinking he was a Chief. <laughs> I hope he sues the brakes off Deadspin for that. I hope. Now, you mentioned uh, Nick Sandman. You mentioned the deal with yep. the uh, that deal. I hope this kid gets rich. I hope so, too. I hope this kid gets this super the, mega That's rich. the only way these people are going to learn. Sue him into oblivion. Yeah. I mean, again, because we know the ramifications of what comes from stuff like this. You make an article like this. And what are you doing? You're engaged in some kind of cancel culture. I mean, look at how they come after uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, which y'all should go get Kyle's new book. Hey, look how they come after Kyle Rittenhouse the way that they do. I mean, the kid was acquitted, um, found not guilty by a jury, and it was he acted in self-defense. Uh, he took some pedophiles off the streets. Um, you could question the motives of why he was there. And you question all that stuff. I mean, everybody could question everything. I see videos all the time on Instagram where somebody shoots somebody else and people are like, oh, everybody's got some legal defense opinion. Um, and everybody sees things differently. But again, that's life, man. Everybody's got an opinion on something. But you don't just go in there and just try to overwhelm people with cancel culture. And it's a kid for crying out loud. I thought he looked pretty good representing. I wore my Santa Claus outfit to the Texans game. 
It does make me feel like, I wonder if that dude's ever actually been to a football game. Yeah, one would think. I, I used to go to Clippers games, and you'd see Clipper Daryl there, there all the time. Yeah. No one accused him of trying to be white because he wore a suit. Yeah. I mean, and you've seen how these kids put on their, their grease paint, right? Their eye yeah. black stuff oh, yeah. to go the play other their kid games. They tried to say was doing blackface. And, and now like, they're smearing never it seen... down their face, which I said a long yeah. time ago. I was like, them kids are going to get in trouble with that stuff because some moron out there is going to accuse them of trying to do blackface. Sure as shit, two weeks ago, that's what happened. Yeah. Idiots. All right. Uh, guys, you know Hollywood's been lacking when it comes to stories of redemption. Movies, TV shows, they all trend towards that anti-hero, the flawed person who never changes, just becomes worse and worse as the story goes on. Well, got a story of redemption for you. It's a great, great movie, The Blind, the true story of the Robertson family. It's available right now to purchase on Blaze TV. So if you've been looking forward to seeing this and maybe you've made a mess out of your life or know somebody who's in a dark place, uh, this movie can help. It can help you. It can help those you love. Uh, and it reminds you there's always a chance for hope and redemption. So Phil Robertson's our buddy. He's lived an incredible life, a wild life. And uh, The Blind gives you an intimate look into who he is and what he went through, the trials, the triumphs, the values that shaped him through the years and, and make him who he is today. So uh, it's not a Blaze Media production, but since Phil is such a big part of our Blaze family, we wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to stream it as well. And uh, so we can't include it in part of the, as part of the subscription because we don't own it. But if you want to purchase it and stream it here rather than Apple or Amazon, and we think you do, uh, here's the opportunity. So uh, head over to uh, Blaze TV and uh, buy it. BlazeTV.com slash The Blind. You get it for $19.99. That's BlazeTV.com slash The Blind. We'll be right back. Uh, apparently Elon Musk is going to, well, he's talking about getting the approval from Israel, but letting Starlink operate over Gaza, which would give them the internet, right? Is that how that works? Yeah. Starlink is everywhere, right? It's getting there. Yeah. So they launched a rocket, didn't they? SpaceX launched a rocket the other day. Yeah. I think it blew up. Yeah. It blew up. Yeah. Always does. How the hell they get those Starlinks up in the sky? They're launching those too, right? Yeah, they're shooting those up. So the, the SpaceX stuff, those, those rocket launches, that's a different kind of rocket, if I understand it right. Yeah, those are the reusable ones. Yeah. yeah. The other ones just go up there and they just poof, they're gone. Um, but uh, Elon basically says three things have got to happen in Gaza. Play clip number four. It was uh, suddenly been um, a day, I would say, an emotionally difficult day uh, to see the places where people were murdered. I just did a talk with the, the Prime Minister and um, I think there's, I mean obviously there, there are three things that need to happen uh, in, in the Gaza situation. I mean there's no choice but to kill those who insist on uh, murdering civilians. There's no exactly. choice. Um, they're not going to change their mind. But, and then the second thing is to change the, the education so that a new generation of, of murderers is not trained to be murderers. And then, the, and then the third thing, which is also very important, is to try to build prosperity. I mean, seems about right. <laughs> well, it's the most, it's the most uh, prescient you know, suggestion I've seen thus far. I don't yeah. feel like anybody has a good answer to wh how this plays out. Well, again, you, you can, as long as there are people who are there 
who want to eradicate another group of people. Um, which again, again, everybody says, oh, Israel, a bunch of Zionists, they're the ones who are the... Tr-. I mean, literally, I read an article the other day where they were accusing uh, Jews of being the new Nazis. Man, the, the, the intellectual gymnastics and stretch you got to do to make that conclusion is brutal. Um, you know, this whole, oh, they're committing genocide. You know, no, Israel, Israel has not been commit, going in and just saying, hey, we're going to eradicate Palestine. I mean, they've given them the ability to come into Israel and work and cross back and forth. across. I mean, they've done all these things. But when you have a group of people out there who are absolutely hell bent on making sure they eradicate just genocide, completely genocide, a, a race of people. Yeah, they, that's kind of what they're what they're dead set on doing. Uh, who likes this shirt? I love this shirt right here. Unvaxed sperm donor. There it is. Boom. I love the font on this shirt. Like I want to do every shirt I ever do from now on in this font unvaxxed sperm donor i can't believe you're wearing it <laughs> i can't believe you got vaxxed <laughs> but here we are here we are i contribute to the world and i don't here it's it's just false information because as you know i can't i don't have any more sperm <laughs> i got nothing to give you no swimmers they're all gone well they're there they're just kind of locked up you could come out of retirement at some point I could, but i'm not gonna yeah not gonna. I have really enjoyed having those boys in, in solitary. It was time to hang it up. Yeah, way, way after. You know, I was telling some people on stage the other day, I was like, you know, as we get older, low T is a blessing. Low testosterone is a blessing because all the dumb things I ever did in my life were on high T. But then, you know, these guys get older and they start they start fighting the aging process, like taking Viagra and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like, just go ahead and let your, let your penis retire. You know, it's like you've you've put him through his his rigors in life. And it's sort of like Muhammad Ali, you know, just you keep trotting him out to fight one more person. It's like just let it go. Have you seen uh, have you seen that dude Brian Johnson who's trying to like reverse like DH himself? Really? He look he looks horrifying, but one of the things he was doing to uh DH his penis was he was doing shock therapy to his genitals. And he said that that like reduced like eight years off of his penis's age, which okay. I guess he apparently invented this weird sleeve that he sleeps with that like measures his erections at night. He's insane. It's what he's doing is wild. But yeah, was, I just it's funny to see him be like, now my penis is 27 years old <laughs> instead of 38. I still don't entirely understand how he's calibrating it, but. Yeah, I think aging gracefully has its merits. It has a lot of merits. Yeah, we're not supposed to live forever. I can assure you I will not be calibrating my wiener. Yeah, you're not going to get one of the sleeping penis sleeves? No. Oh, okay. I was going to suggest that for new merch, but... I, I will assure you that we will not be uh, discharging electrical impulse into my <laughs> genitals. I mean, that's for sure. I'm not just going to... I mean, I, I could just, you know, rip the cord out of the lamp while it's plugged into the wall and just stick a, you know, stick. I mean, it sounded like something they would torture you with in Gitmo. Yeah, I'm thinking not. Oh, yeah, this is what happens you. when you get into this new age science. You start doing some weird stuff. <laughs> but see, again, just again, stop messing with your biology. Yeah. Stop messing with yourself. I mean, just let your physiology run its course. <laughs> grow, grow older gracefully. <laughs> 
you know, have the wrinkles. Of course, I say that. I, I come in here and, and she likes to put a little color in the beard. And uh, but I tell I tell people I don't have a problem with the gray. The gray is not the problem. If you watch the shows where I don't have the color, I got that one spot that refuses to turn gray right there, and it just looks like I got a dirty chin on camera. And so again, they like to color in the deal. And like this is a little too dark, but I could care less. And I mean, I grow the beard because I'm fat. <laughs> I just have a natural double chin, and so it's like okay. I mean, I'm all I'm all for beautifying things and bringing things into balance and harmony. But I mean, we're not we're not I'm not sending my dick to the chair. <laughs> we're, we're not going to put that little electric cap on it. Like, meh, meh. I, yeah, it's it's literally like, you know, the little like the little things they'll put on you for like an EKG or whatever. Yeah, yeah. just stack those right on the sack. And apparently <laughs> apparently that de-ages your, your junk. I didn't think yeah. it would work, but yeah, I don't know. He's got a whole team of scientists who I think are just coming up with different ways to torture him yeah. and charging him for it. But I don't know. He's a wild dude. If I get out of the shower and they're like, roll on one. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear the, and the lights go dim as the generator comes on and they fire up old Sparky. Uh, if you ever want to go down a fun rabbit hole, he's up to some weird stuff. What's that dude's name? Brian Johnson. Brian? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He He'd got, probably get hit by a bus. Yeah. I think he, he got rich selling, like, I forget, it was some tech company sold it for like $800 million and apparently has That's nothing else to do. do with his time and wants to live forever. I mean, talking about rich people doing dumb shit. Go back to Elon Musk a second on that deal. Like, kudos to Elon for going down to the border, southern border. Kudos to him for going over and meeting with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, going to Israel, taking a look at things. Like, if I, if I had, if I was the richest man on the globe, I got to be honest with you, I don't know that's going to be what I'm doing. I'd be doing the Jeff Bezos and just building super yachts and, like, mountain I kind of think, you know, like, mountains. Yeah. you know, you've spent your entire life being an untouchable, undesirable nerd. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk looks like mashed potatoes. Jeff Bezos was a nerd. And now he's got that big booted, big boobied uh, girlfriend, wife. I don't know what she is. She's and an $80 billion wife is what she was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, all these billionaires just kind of like, like Bill Gates looks like gravy uh, with legs. <laughs> and I see these guys and I'm like, you know, you guys were nerds most of your life. Now you're the richest men on the globe. Why don't y'all go out and just have a little fun? Have yeah, little I fun. would immediately just go buy a sports franchise. Yeah. That just seems party. Like a, yeah, that seems like a cool side hobby to have. Yeah. See, people always, in the earlier segment when I was talking about man's inhumanity to man and why people are evil, and people are like, Chad, why do you, why do you know these things? Because I know my own heart. <laughs> I'd, I'd be on some island somewhere watching volcanoes erupt in the distance with being fanned. I'd be, you know, Dan Bilzerian would be landing his private jet so he could come play poker with the boys and bring in all of the, uh, all of the models with him. Um, I like to believe that I'd be more altruistic, but just don't know that I would. Just don't know that I would. Um, I would be, I'd still be using a gas stove though. Y'all saw that Kamala Harris, Doug Emhoff picture where of they course, got the gas of stove. They're better to, they're better to cook with. It, they are way better to cook with. I yeah. hate cooking on an electric stove. Um, there they are just, oh, so wonderful Thanksgiving right there with her, whatever stuff, stuffing, dressing, whatever you want to call that. Her casserole. That I'm sure she made. I'm sure she did uh, with her gas stove. But if I was multi-billionaire, I'd probably make sure I had all the gas. And so... Um, because again, I would be an elitist at that point. 
I would be an elitist, and every day I would walk out on my balcony and look down on the plebes that look up to my, <laughs> look up to my mansion, and I would remind them that now I'm an elitist. Yes. Peace. If you can't get along with one another, in the words of Elon Musk, kill those people. <laughs> Hang tight. We'll be right back. You know, I, I just was going through this email here. Uh, I get the emails from Bespoke Post. We're always talking about the Box of Awesome, and this ain't an ad read. I'm just telling you, I love Box of Awesome. I get, I get it. I've got a couple of different, and I buy their stuff, too. I go in there and do some shopping, and they send out the emails, and they got really cool stuff, dude. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there for right now. Um, check them out, boxofawesome.com. Use promo code CHAD, I think. I don't know. Check them out. Um, what was I going to talk to you guys about? Uh, oh, go to chatonblaze.com if you're bold enough and get your unvaxxed sperm donor shirt and some other things to rile up the people at the supermarket. Uh, blaze, chatonblaze.com. Get them while you can. Uh, and if you're shopping across the board over there, no matter whose merch you're looking at, use promo code CHAD at checkout uh, because I like getting credit. Um, I'm going to be, before I go into this next story, I'm going to be in Yorktown, Texas, Friday night. Yorktown, Texas at 5D. Uh, they've got to stay at the hotel there. That's like a historically haunted town there. Like Everybody's like, you know that place is haunted, right? You know the hotel there is haunted. And I'm like, whatever. I'm not worried about it. Um, like if I was Elon Musk rich, I would, be, I would have very sophisticated ghosts in my mansion. Um, they'd be very, you know, gentrified and very colonial. Um, but I would walk out on the balcony, look down all the, on the peasants, and I would still be wearing my um, electric dick sleeve. Look at my young penis, children. Yes, yes, my children. Yes, my ch I'd give them the little, the little uh, queen's wave. Like the Pope when he comes out on the balcony? Yeah. He's probably wearing that dick sleeve, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of dick sleeves, the Democrats have been <laughs> suggesting taking your children away from non-affirming parents for a long time. But uh, Biden's Health and Human Services, they're getting the ball rolling. So uh, they're laying the groundwork for this thing. The Biden administration proposed new rules for foster care, which would treat any parent rejecting LGBT ideology as a child abuser. Um, public comment deadline was uh, Monday. Uh, it's a bureaucratic middle finger to the public. It's supposed to serve. The proposed regulation uh, says that uh, to be considered a safe and appropriate placement, a provider is expected to utilize the child's identified pronouns, chosen name, and allow the child to dress in an age-appropriate manner. And the child believes that the child believes reflects their self-identified gender, identity, and expression. So in short, those who don't believe this superstition that a child can somehow be born into the wrong body are, per the Biden administration, unfit to be foster parents. So, um, but, um, yeah, so you know what they're going to do. If you, if, you, uh, if you claim to be a Christian, you're, you'll be out. You won't, it won't happen. You won't be a foster parent. Um, they're just going to take this thing. If you're eventually, if you're a Republican or you're a conservative or whatever, you'll, you'll be the whole deal. You'll be lumped into that deal. So, uh, I mean, again, they are creating a reality. They're creating bureaucracy, rules and regulations and laws based on junk science, 
crap that's been pushed by activists. And that's what we're going to see happen as we head into our dystopian nightmare in the days ahead. Uh, they'll more than gladly give those uh, foster children over to people who will absolutely brainwash them with some weird sicko sexual fantasy world and ideology. Uh, they'll, they'll continue the charade of identity nonsense, mess with their gender, physically mess with their anatomy, uh, medically alter them. They're more than happy to give kids over to that type of bullshit. But anybody that says Jesus is Lord or somebody that reads their Bible or prays every day or says, hey, we're going to help you through this identity crisis so you can figure out who you truly are rather than playing these charade games. No, they're not going to have any of that stuff. So um, taking the children away from non-affirming parents. Um, I'll tell you, if you want to see how activists win, this is a perfect example. They've done it. And um, this is one of those deals. And, and as this writer in the uh, Federalist article says uh, it's why educators are eager to push sexually explicit material onto even very young children it's why schools fill kids minds with gender ideology and then encourage them to transition without telling their parents it's why the left has wholeheartedly embraced medically transitioning children sometimes starting before they're even strangers why because they get the kids all screwed up and then the parents or the foster parents are trying to deal with that and because they've brainwashed their kids. And then when they try to deal with them in a, in a healthy way of saying, listen, you're chasing a false reality. They can say, yep, ding, ding, you're the one. And we're going we're gonna to take the kids away from you. I said over and over again, 1917, 1918, the Bolsheviks took the children out of the homes in Russia, put them in the communist schools. They're doing it again. They're going to do this. And you know what they're going to say? Well, this child would commit suicide if you don't allow them to be medically transitioned or chemically transitioned or hormonally transitioned. Oh, again, because that's their tactic of the activists. The leftist progressive activists always take the most extreme thing, just like with abortion. What happens if a nine-year-old gets raped? Well, that it statistically really doesn't happen. But that's, again, you're going to take the most extreme deal and create the narrative. So here we go, folks. That's what's going to happen. All right. We're not done. We're not done. Dad, gummit, hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Guess what's going to happen? Um, tomorrow, my good buddy Seth Weathers is going to be on the show. Probably do some overtime with Seth, too. If you're wondering who Seth Weathers is, he created Ultra Right, Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer. Uh, it's grown hugely successful. You've seen it out there. You've seen the marketing campaigns they've done. Phenomenal success story on that. I've known Seth for a number of years, and uh, he's a cool guy. We're going to hang out together. Um, and then uh, Friday night, I'm going to be in Yorktown, Texas at 5D. And then next week, I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas at the Looney Bin. The week after that, I'm closing out the year at uh the uh in st cloud florida there at the comedy club porkies i love that porkies now listen those shows those two shows those two nights in st cloud florida guaranteed to sell out they're already the advanced sales are already huge so uh i got a message from the owners this morning the manager this morning said this thing's guaranteed to sell out so if you're waiting to get tickets to come hang out with me um those two nights in st cloud florida get your tickets now watch chad.com for all the fun stuff is you can check out some of my merch 
over at 76forever.com. And don't forget, go get your unvaxxed sperm donor shirt at chadonblaze.com. I freaking love this font. I want to know what kind of font it is. Um, can we ask somebody, by the way? We what can font definitely they ask about that, yeah. I love it. All right, guys, uh, what's next? Go subscribe, blazetv.com. Uh, I'm going to get Sarah Gonzalez in here for Thursday's episode so we can get off the rails. But uh, we'll talk about this story for Thursday night. Democrats support Biden more than others, but Michelle Obama remains popular. <laughs> and you thought it wasn't depressing enough to talk about the apocalypse and the dystopian future. We'll see you tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.